care to elaborate. That's all I have. That's all I got. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Good night. What about you, Michael? Wait, oh, he's here. Mike is here. <laughs> By the way. Yeah, I'm here. I've returned from uh, my journey to faraway lands. How was it? Did you Yay. take the King's Road? That's the real question. No. The King's Road is not safe. Come on, Zach. You should know that. You're correct. I have to take it soon. Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is Game of Owns. And as Eric has been so eloquently putting before we started recording, everyone's back. We're everyone's all back. back. We were, were back. We shed tears together. Crocodile tears. Selena and I. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was great. <laughs> Aren't crocodile tears fake tears? Yep. Are, are That's they? That's the point. Yeah? Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is this is this is something. I know. We're it always off. is. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that was pretty good, Zach. That was yeah. pretty good. I have to edit it, so I kind of it got it in my ear sometimes. Do you have nightmares where all of a sudden people pop out and say those words to you in high pitched voices? Before I go to sleep, I'll have I'll have some mare's milk, and then I have nightmares <laughs> about it. Mare's milk? What do you, what are you talking about, Zach? I thought it's supposed to be goat's milk. You're 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 right. Although can't goats have a mare? No, mare's just horse, right? I believe so. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what horse? the uh, what the equivalent is for a goat. You mean a female goat? Uh, I think it's an angel, is what it's called. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Game of Bones, we like stuff. Well, I just wanted to welcome everybody to uh, Daenerys Wednesdays here on the program. It's brought to you by. Do we have a sponsor yet for this? Uh, sponsor is iTunes, the service that allows you to download our shit. And uh, sometimes you guys give us reviews. Well, speaking of iTunes, we have this review that comes from Stoof Says dot 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 dot, and it's titled "Not Too Shaga." Mm. <laughs> Not too I like Shaga. It. I like it. It's uh, a very animal-related review, so it works. Too Shaga now. or not too Shaga? He or she says. This is a long time coming and well deserved. Is the first time I've ever written a review for anything ever. Ever. Wow. What? Ever. I'm a lifetime fantasy dork and avid traveler. While traveling is exciting, there are often times when you're alone and need free entertainment. When I moved to Lithuania a few months ago <laughs> for an internship, I heard the plugging for Game of Owns via MuggleCast. I was a hmm. massive fan of Game of Thrones and had got many friends hooked on the adventure as well. I listened to the recent episodes on the plane, train, bus, the daily walk to and from work, and to make me laugh when I had first moved into my new place and hadn't met new people yet. When I was caught up on the new stuff, I went to the beginning and listened to you guys discussing the show and the chapters of book one. I felt a fool as I was listening to October episodes in January and missed many opportunities to write into you guys about, well, Camels. <laughs> <laughs> what, else? what else? What else do we talk okay. about on the show Perfect besides sense. camels? Perfect I, sense. I worked as head camelier. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> camelier. Damn. For a few months on the beaches of Australia. And I had to know what? everything about camels wow. as a species and as the individuals they most certainly are. Even though it's been a while since you named your sigil, I must tell you that you should have no fear. It's totally legit to have camels in the north. There are two different species, <laughs> and one is particularly bred for cold, mountainous conditions. <laughs> 
Besides being <laughs> joyful that I have found others who share my affinity for camel culture. Camel culture. <laughs> this is amazing. This you is are all much. just brilliant. Aww. Discussions are fun and engaging. The episodes are cut masterfully. And furthermore, Selena is the only female podcaster I adore. The only one. Aww. The only well, one. I adore you too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so impressed. So screw you, Laura Thompson. <laughs> Stu, you have to. The you list must, goes on. Please, please continue this via an email for contact at Game of Owns. There are so many questions I, I, oh I gosh, feel I need yes. to ask you. Like, how, how do, what are camels doing on the beaches of Australia? Like, I knew they liked the <laughs> desert, but I just didn't think they'd like the beach. Can camels surf? You know, can, do camels float because of the water in their humps? Or is there float? air in their? How do they? <laughs> the I need to know. What are you talking about, man? This is information. <laughs> All right. Well, she. It's it's her name is actually Stephanie, and she's not done yet. So, wow. uh, this is the rest of her review. Uh, discussions are fun and. Oh, I already read that. Not part. sure why. <laughs> Not sure why I can't stand women podcasters, but I truthfully love Selena's intelligence, input, and voice, ability to cover up Micah's slips, and banter <laughs> with the boys. So much so that I've recently gotten into her work on Hypable.com. Ooh. Oh. I've been reading Game of Thrones like the crack that it is and have just finished book four. I solemnly vowed to never fall behind on my goo episodes again so you can have my immediate camel knowledge at your disposal. Yes, so yes, she will answer you. your questions now, Eric. Uh, it's safe to say I feel pretty confident about achieving goals I set for myself. So whether it be in Eastern Europe, back home in the States, or at some Comic-Con, LeakyCon event, one day we shall share some mead and stories together, my friends. Thank you for the time and effort you put forth to allow this traveler a few extra smiles on the road. Wishing you love, laughter, and Hodor. Stephanie. Hmm. Aw, well, thank Stephanie. you. <laughs> What do I say for now? For all that camel knowledge, that's perfect. I, I think love I just this. Seriously, said my quota for the show. So you guys <laughs> have fun with the discussion this week. No, we appreciate um, Steph. That's that's awesome. See, we're already friends. Is, She's Steph. Yeah, we're friends. Steph, Steph for short. We're 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 fast friends. But please, please send us an email at contact at Game of Owns. What's there are so many more Eric? questions. I want contact at contact. Did you change what is she? Zach? Has it changed? It's having gone. <laughs> He is not. Uh. He has not actually changed it. Okay. And furthermore, I want to know. I mean, I, I just want Steph's email so that I can invite her to my Cameliers group on Facebook. New favorite only, Bruin guys. Hey, New favorite. don't take her from me. Only true. Only <laughs> true on. blue. Only true blue Cameliers can be in that group. So Cameliers. You need to get oh my hobby. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn it. So uh, it's a podcast. You guys listen to it. I, I'll say it again. And here we are. It's Daenerys. It's not about camels, though, so you yeah, guys no. might be disappointed. It's, it's about horses, though. It yeah. is, and falling off them. There is some uh, horsing around that happens in this uh-huh. chapter. <laughs> oh, ha, ha, ha. That's okay. That's, that's, that's slightly worse than my pun. I was going to say it's a bloodbath, but there's yeah. that. Yes. That's not a pun. That's there's just no true. bath. Not in this episode. Just blood. There is a bath. It's a tub, isn't it? No. What is, is it a tub? tub? Drogo lays in a tub of blood, horse blood. How no, do they I have think tubs out in the, the ground? The That's no, a good question. Right, actually. They're collapsible. Uh, what, oh, did they you th- what do you think he laid in? Do they from dig Ikea? him a hole? Yeah, they're from Ikea. They're collapsible. <laughs> you just put a liner in it. Well, in the show, she does have a tub, though. So it could be a tub. They just carry it around. The slaves. Yeah, I was just yeah. thinking of the show, I guess. I, I visualize it being there. But where else would it have been? I think he was covered up to his head in blood somewhere. So he was in some kind of basin for sure. Okay, less important, though. <laughs> 
It sounds like some of those really like opulent people taking baths, like, oh, I only bathe in mare's blood. Or like milk or something like that. Like a Saudi Arabian prince just bathing in milk. That's pretty much what Jogo is yes, doing the here. The blood except, of virgins. Like yeah. that woman. Oh my God. That would was. be hard to do. What? Like, that's a lot of blood. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. We're, uh, we're experiencing a little thing inside of this chapter where again, it's, uh, a collection of, of, of images that have been mm-hmm. turned into a TV show, except now we get to read it. And so reading it, is, is specifically for me in this chapter. I don't it's know like if this Inception. is the same for you guys. Yeah, this was like Inception. Except that this was almost play-by-play exactly how the show was. Maybe except for the fight that happens, you know? Mm-hmm. The fight yeah. is a little bit more extreme. But the whole thing with the witch doctor lady, which is what I'm going to call her, she uh, she seemed uh, just as creepy in the book as she did in the show, and I still don't like her at all. Uh, Yeah, well, although I, I can't help but feel that the fact that they didn't keep her remedy on directly yeah. led to Drogo's death, that, that it, it, it itches, so he, t- he took it off and then ended up cheating with Milk of the Poppy and all that other stuff that she told him not to do. It's like, if you don't follow doctor's orders... You know, that yeah. stuff's going to happen. It's supposed to burn. It's supposed to itch. It's healing. Stop it. <laughs> That's true. I mean, honestly, because I had the same thought as you before reading this. I was like, oh, she's bad news. She's coming in. Danny's trusting her and she's going to kill Drogo and it's all going to be terrible. But really, I mean, she did warn Danny. You know, she she was just going to put on that poultice or whatever it was. And then Danny yeah. was like, it's not good enough. And then she said, well, if you do this thing, there will there will be blood and death and, and all of that, you know? So, and Danny was like, yeah, go on. I don't care. And then she was like, oh, it's just a horse. I'll kill a thousand horses. But then the minute she realized what the prize actually was, that's when she, you know, balked or balked or whatever the word is. So yeah, it wasn't really her fault, even though she was doing the dark magic stuff. It was Danny being, you know, not thinking things through the way she should have been. I mean, she has a small arc in this chapter where it is becoming clear to her, and even Jorah um, notices it, uh, it as well, is that as Khal Drogo hangs on to his life, as his life wanes away and gets thinner, so too does the loyalty of all oh, these men yes. that are that are supposed to be protecting her because she's trying to save Drogo's life. Um, he falls off his horse. She picks him up. You know, she, with her enlarged belly uh, that is mentioned several times, you know, disregards her own self tries to carry him and get these guys to carry him but she immediately senses like these guys are no longer agreeing with her they don't want to grab the the witch doctor you know lady and you know it's 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 very quickly the tide is going to be turning and in fact jora even tells her that they're going to kill her child if drogo does not survive feed it to the dogs but that's that's their custom though i mean that's their practice it's how they live life and we're getting very clear insight into that. You know, we hear stories throughout th- this book about you know other cows that have fallen, and and this is what happens to them. But now that we see it happening to a character that we actually like, we don't necessarily like it ourselves. I mean, I don't. To be fair, I don't think we ever liked it. Like, I don't. I don't think there was a point where we were like, "This yeah, is great. We should all dogs. be like that's, this." That's cool. That's cool, right? We can do that. It's like Django and you Chain. know. <laughs> yeah. What, what happened was life. that was such a huge deal in this chapter is that you know Drogo is being he's he's slowly getting sicker because he didn't listen to her directions well and also his wound is pretty serious and eventually all of the crazy you know horse riding that they've been doing the traveling that they've been doing that would break pretty much any person tired gets mm-hmm. to him and his sick self 
and he falls off the horse. And so I love that moment because yeah. it was so obvious when that happened, like everything just changed in that instance, you know, and yeah, it was even a big though, deal. yeah, for us, like, we're like, oh, he fell off his horse, just get back on it. And even though that's what Danny was like as well, you could feel mm-hmm. like the tide turning, as you were saying, just, just then everyone else around Danny knew what was happening. But since this chapter yes. was in her POV, we were kind of crept into the implication of what that was when he fell off of his horse, probably about three quarters of the way through the chapter. You're like, Oh yeah. Well it's no matter what happens now, he fell off of his horse. So there's going to be a new call soon, no matter what happens now. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just um, how it is. Well, the thing of it is, is look, he's still got all his bells and he's never <laughs> lost a battle <laughs> with another call in his life. And all his bells are there. And Danny's pulling them out of his hair going, this guy's undefeated. Like he can't hear die. me ring. <laughs> He can't die from an illness. Like, this is just not him. He's a warrior. He's the moon of my life and all that other, you know, stuff. But she's just so helpless and she's in denial that he is dying. But everybody else knows it. In fact, Jor says something like, you know, the word is spreading everywhere. Right. Um, you know, everybody knows that the call. Two things, really. One is that this is all that she's really known recently. And, and this person has protected her over the course of the last several months. And... It's really the only family that she has. Remember how young she is. And so mm-hmm. she's losing one of the, if not the most important person to her outside of Jorah. Plus, they've entered into a union. I mean, he's supposed to raise her kid. Who, Jorah? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Drogo. He'd like to. Uh, he would like to. Maybe well, he might, he, he'd more like to give her kid, not necessarily raise well, her kid. Well, look, she does, doesn't <laughs> want to raise seal, a kid baby. on her own. But the other thing I was going to say is it's such great imagery, even though it's it's such a short fall. For for Cal Drogo from a horse to the ground, oh, yeah, it's symbolic. It's, it's it is very symbolic that here he is, this great you know warrior has just seemingly lost all his power by toppling over and falling to the floor. Yeah, even though Danny says, you know, just help get him back on the horse, just get him back on the horse, you know? You know, it, this is ruining all of, you know, the things they told us as a child, like you fall off the horse, just get back on it. <laughs> no one told you, on. you fall back on the horse and you're dead. <laughs> also, don't move because the horse could break your legs. He's very heavy. And, yes, also true. <laughs> you know, one thing, though, that was so fascinating to me about this chapter because it happens like a few times in the story where you just think wow it must be hard to be george r R. martin because when well to be honest it's probably awesome to be him but in the in this moment (laughs) it would be probably be pretty hard because you have this entire alternate reality sort of split off from the first which is what if danny had just gone with jorah what if they just made their escape and they'd gone away with the baby and raised it and you can just imagine this, her story playing out in such a completely different way. And you, ha- you have to wonder what – if he ever thought, oh, I wish I would have done that or something, you know? Or right. if it was never really a choice for him. Yeah, or even coming up in the next chapter, what if I decided to keep Ned alive instead mm-hmm. of chop his head off? What different direction does the entire story go in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the all those what if, what if questions. What if – but I think George probably has a pretty good idea of what he's probably, doing. Probably, yeah. But at the same time, he kills off so many characters, even in this book, that he spends so much time endearing the reader to. You know, we talked about Ned, but also Robert Baratheon, Cal Drogo, all these huge, larger than life characters that, at least for me, I first experienced watching the TV show. And it's, you say to yourself, how can you get rid of these characters? Mm-hmm. It just. 
it's difficult to imagine the story going forward without them. It's interesting that you say they're larger than life characters. I agree with that. And I wonder if they'll be replaced with equally larger than life characters or if they'll be replaced with kind of seedier, quieter, more confusing, you know, characters mm. with shadier morals. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the latter. Probably. <laughs> Which makes me... You know what was shady, though, in this chapter was the actual shadows that um, the witch lady was dancing with. Yeah, there you go. That was crazy. Okay, let me make it. (laughs) (laughs) That was crazy as hell. Dad, get your library cards. But, you know, it was funny because she was seeing these shadows dance and this was clearly a sign that some real dark magic was actually going on. And she mentioned, among other things, there was this wolf. And I immediately just went, <gasps> Starks. And a man that was wreathed in flames. Yes. So is that a Targaryen or just someone that's on fire? Or, yeah, or, you know, the whole um, the whole uh, Stannis Melisandre thing with oh, her. She's yeah. looking for Hala, Hala, She's speaking Swedish, guys. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, Hala, <laughs> Hala. I just said hello. <laughs> Eric like that. I don't mean to be a dick about this, but guys, how do you have a shadow of a guy on fire? How does that play itself up against the canvas You can wall. see fire in a canvas. Shadows in a shadow? It's How do you have a shadow of a guy on fire? It's flickering. I don't know. That's like literally what it says, is the shadow is this wreathed man on fire. It's dark magic, know. Eric. <laughs> okay. But would there be a shadow around the fire? How do you know that it's not? You I don't can know. see shadows. If the fire is like behind the guy, then the shadow of the guy would be like really thick and the shadows would be like flickering of the fire. You can but make it happen. You can, it's doable. <laughs> I mean, probably wasn't easy enough to do in the show, which is why they didn't do it on the show. But it's a great thing about writing. We can just do whatever we want. It's kind of like a light bright. That's how it works. <laughs> yes. Yes. To make the clown face. We need <laughs> We need a picture of that. In the so, Glad uh, you didn't do that. I had, had so feeling... much cool shit when we were kids. <laughs> we did. We really did. And now it's just got on all it's the It's probably iPods. banned for some reason. The oh, light yeah, bright? You, you can choke on it. <laughs> Uh, I, I had a, a feeling that of- Eric was just going crazy in this chapter because of all the magic, because we all know how much Eric likes this. Uh- I was just going to bring there that up, go. Zach. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I, that was my next point was that it, even though it goes by quick and is so sudden, it's, it's fascinating because you're seeing what Danny at least believes to be actual magic at work. And it's not um, small. It's pretty strong shit. Like they're trying to raise the dead essentially or give him more life and yeah, to transfer like a life essence. And so all these shadows and the magical woman's wailing um, or ululating. That's a word. Ukulele. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Yodeling? Like going, Yodeling. But anyway, yeah, she's totally went to a dark place there. And uh, and that's crazy. But nobody was supposed to enter the tent. So when Danny begins having birth pangs, pangs um, and is being carried into the tent against her will, I thought, uh-oh. That did it. That seals no. their fate. Because, See, it's not really the woman's fault. Well, no, but there was that uh, – who was it? I forget the guy's name that that was – you know, tried to – they had to kill him just outside the tent and and, and Jorah fought him, um, you know, and they had Othor. that huge argument. Thor and then Ruth was the other guy who fought him and died. It was going nowhere. But there was that whole battle outside the tent and that made me think, oh my god, he's going to go in the tent and break the seal. 
You know, you've opened the box. Don't break but the seal. Watch the yeah, box. Yeah, don't break the seal. Don't open the box. Don't cross the streams. It's the same thing. Yep. Um, and let all the shadows out. But then when Danny was being carried in against her, well, I just thought, oh my god, it's over. Well, yep. we talked about this before. Isn't there something to be said for going against the traditions of people like the Dothraki who have a certain way about their lives and Daenerys is kind of infringing on those by doing what she's doing here. Yeah. What I found interesting was the comparison she drew to the horse sacrifice that they were just doing with the fact that she had to eat a whole horse heart at the beginning of their union or whatever. It makes sense. Like when, when, when she was pregnant and all that, she was like, it's the same thing. And the guys were like, uh, no, it's not. She's like, I ate a heart. Let us at least kill one. Like, I ate the heart of one. It's just the same <laughs> yeah. thing. That's what, I mean, yeah. she, she has a point, though. Violence is violence. You can't just pick it just because it's your custom. But I will say, I did feel bad for the horse, even in the book. Um, but especially in the I TV show. I did, too. But uh, that was just, that was that was an interesting sight, all these guys holding the horse still. Yeah, it's good because the horses at Lon Lon Ranch seem to be taken care of. So, <laughs> like, seeing Aww. horses like this, like, it is sad because, you know. They're an aminals, and they're getting aminals <laughs> slain and stuff. Animals. So the, the chapter basically ends with Danny. You know, she's shoved to the ground. There's a fight outside because they're trying to go in and stop the witch doctor from doing her dark, dark magic. And Jorah's like, "You can't do that." And they're like, "Why?" And they're like, "She, look at her. She's blonde. Look." And they're like, "Well, I don't care. <laughs> look how pretty she is. She's so pretty." And uh, so they they try to go through. Jorah fights. He behaves like a badass. They behave like badasses as well. Although armor usually beats loincloths and. Mm. Essentially, what happens is she's knocked to the ground. It seems like if we use our deductive reasoning traits, we can find out in our own minds that it seems that her labor has been induced or something. Because Well, my my question was because, I mean, I was re- reading this chapter earlier and me and Eric were saying, well, I was saying, oh, no, the baby is dying right now. And Eric said, no, no, she just went into labor. And then I thought, actually, yeah, is the life being claimed the baby's already so that the pains Danny's experiencing because the witch lady is actually killing her baby right now, or does the baby not um, suffer until they take it into the tent? No, I think you're right. I think that that's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. Just for reference, everybody, the, the witch doctor needs to claim a life to help his life. So that's what the horse, that's the role the, that horse was, was the horse was for. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know why that's both. the blood they needed. Because the, 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 the only thing, Danny assumes that it's the horse's life. But yeah, mm-hmm. the woman only said they needed its blood. She didn't say that was the sacrifice. Yeah, it's never made clear. So I think that what she's feeling is how she described it is that her baby had two knives and he was like cutting his way out right. of her. So, so magic is probably, style. Yeah, magic is, <laughs> is happening to her, and she's feeling some like unorthodox pain that wouldn't even really be associated with forced labor. Like she's blacking out, like she's freaking out in a, in a way that we we're reading it. And I when I read it, I was like, oh, labor knocked to the ground. Her husband's dying. Stressful, stressful. But, you know, after Selena mentioned it, I was like, oh, it makes sense. Because later we do find out that that's what is happening to the baby. It had, she mm-hmm. had to have a life claim. So that, that so the baby's yeah. dying right now. Yeah, yeah. I think when she first feels the pain and the wetness in her thighs or whatever, the water breaks, like, I feel like that's just normal labor. But later, when she wants to scream and can't, when she wants to say, don't take me into the tent and can't, you know, only a small sound comes out of her. I feel like that's the life force inside of her being claimed. Yeah. By the, cause here's the thing, you know, I, I didn't, I guess I didn't understand it till just now, but she doesn't want to be put into the tent. 
and she's trying to resist. But here I am thinking, well, you're trusting this lady to, to save your husband's life. Why wouldn't you want to go into the tent? But maybe she knows. Maybe she knows that she was wrong somewhere deep down that her child is going to die if, if she is taken to the lady. Well, she was warned that the living can't look upon the dead and the dead mm-hmm. will dance. So don't go into the tent. That's kind of like the yeah. Ark of the Covenant. You know, don't look, yeah. at, the, don't look at the people. <laughs> Same thing. Except for Miri. Apparently, Miri can look upon them with no problems. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's weird. She makes knives appear out of thin air. Yeah. Well, the thing with with this scene in particular is if you go back to when Miri first shows up and Daenerys makes the decision to save her life, it, it, it just really shows you the importance of choices that people make in this series. And that's kind of a Dumbledorean thing to say, I guess, but it's true. All these choices that these people make inevitably have massive consequences. And Daenerys thinks she's doing something good by saving this woman's life, and it ends up coming back to bite her in the ass. Yeah, it's it's an emotional chapter, ladies and gentlemen. There's some death, Mm -hmm. destruction, and all in all, what's happened is Danny's environment has crumbled down around her as if it hasn't been like that her whole life, you know, jumping back and forth from things and, you know, Drogo being her like first rock. Now it's happening again. And I think that she probably made the wrong decision. And so the falling action from this decision is what we're going to see, you know, from this point out and what we saw in season two. Yeah. These couple of chapters are pretty rough. Yeah, I didn't like, expect shit it to goes get down, so extreme. You know, <laughs> like you thought it was bad before, but this is when it all just breaks apart spectacularly. Yeah. It's amazing how well he does it because he's he's kept it up, you know, Danny's lifestyle and her living, and we're used to it. But now things are just changing, just like that one chapter. Yeah, you know, a baby takes know. nine months to make, and it's going to be undone in one evening. Thanks Damn that to one woman. bad decision. Yep, the decisions so. that we make. So who wants to decide on their own? <laughs> My own is going to the lady, the witch doctor lady, because she quotes to Danny, do not ask a slave, just tell her, which makes me think that she was somehow bitter and is in fact not working in Caldrogo's best interests. Mm. We mm. talked about this a few, cha- we talked about this a few chapters ago where he said that to her after Danny saved her. And I said, oh yeah, she probably resents that. Like, why would you tell the person who's tasked with saving your life that she's just a stupid slave and nobody needs to ask her to do something? Um, you know, here it is working against him. So that was cool. I want to give my own to Sir Jorah this week for just being awesome and for actually being the only one who's thinking clearly <laughs> at the moment. You know, he's the only one in this entire chapter who's got the right end of the stick. He's like... Danny, just chill out, get on the horse, and get away. <laughs> Although, if she was going to go into labor, that probably wouldn't have worked. But he couldn't have known that. He lost his ear, half of his ear. Well, who needs I the whole thing? Uh, somebody else lost the whole thing. I think he's got his... Someone chopped an arm off. Talking about George or Fred? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Sir George. <laughs> <laughs> no. But no, and, and he got like a dagger in his in his leg, and then it was like it caught on bone, and then it got stuck, and then he was like, ah, and then he, he chopped his arm off. He used that to his advantage. He goes, ah, <laughs> it hurts a lot, but it still looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's just awful. Oh, so much. Bah. My own is related to something Selena said earlier. Uh, <laughs> Just give it, my, give it to me, Thone. Okay, I'll give it to you. Uh, <laughs> when Sir Jorah says, we could have fled, I would have seen you safe to ass high <laughs> I just really I wanted to say you. back episode one, I think. I thought like of that. you when I read that. It was in your voice that <laughs> worked. Micah all the time. 
Okay. Or, <laughs> or as some people mispronounce it, a shy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give it the program, ladies and gents. Uh, but, it's as high, obviously. Duh. But such crucial decision-making there on the part of Danny deciding not to leave to stay put. He's like, I told you so, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that's exactly what it was like. I'm going to have to give my own to the flies that's from the beginning of the chapter. Oh. I, I almost gave it to, to Frodo, to Drogo, for uh, his <laughs> oh, no. skills at grabbing the flies with his hands because uh. he went into great detail for how quick he was. So that's cool. But no, toward the uh, the end of the beginning of the chapter, they were just kind of just all over him, you know, on his face, hanging out. Literally, it said hanging out on his mustache. And I thought, eh. That's a good place to be. So, yeah, I'm going to get my phones to the flies. They were quite interesting. So he literally had Mr. Miyagi-type skills at one point. <laughs> exactly. Wax on. Wax off. Wax on. If you want to send us your owns, you can do so by tweeting at us at Game of Owns. Tweety Bird. It is. We need a raven as our Twitter bird yeah. on our Twitter or page. Like, can or Varus. Can we just make Varus's face on the little bird and then... <laughs> That's our logo. Let's not scare the children, Selena. <laughs> I thought that's like what we Ferris. did in this point of the show. <laughs> yeah. We talk about reviews and owns, and then we scare people. Facebook also exists. If you guys still use it, it's a website. It's at facebook.com slash Game of Owns. And, uh, you know, recently people have been liking an update talking about how excited we are for S3. And I believe that we would uh, share in this sentiment considering we post, posted it. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited for season three. Uh, also, someone said today that they want to hear more singing, so we might hold that for Friday's Ooh. episode. Karaoke Musical Friday. Musical episode. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of news that you guys want us to talk about. There's some, some. Uh, I guess a lot of things are happening because it's getting so near to season three. So everyone We need to has... talk about the deleted scenes at some point. So all that, we're going to talk about that on Friday's episode. We kind of wanted to just focus on the blood and gore and give you a nice midweek scare. So yeah. look for that shit on Friday. Daenerys Wednesday is brought to you by iTunes, where you can rate and review us five stars. As mentioned <laughs> earlier in the month, February does not allow you to rate anything other than five stars on iTunes. If you try to do four or one or three or two, iTunes will immediately shut down and your computer will burst to flame. At least that's what I've been told. By people. Shadows will dance in the screen. We really appreciate your reviews. Uh, we have another one here. I'm just going to read really quickly from MPC, uh, titled "We Are Not Worthy, My Lord." This sounds like something from uh, Wayne's World. Potter, <laughs> a, a combination of Wayne's World and Harry Potter, also known as Wayne Alice Potter. Cooper. <laughs> Wayne Potter. <laughs> Harry's cousin got a mustache at the age of 17 <laughs> I would toast you all with a flagon of Dornish red or arbor gold or a fine sweet Hippocras from Highgarden. thrice weekly tidings from you guys is more than we deserve great podcast quick witted insightful and just plain fun even when you stray off point it's a blast what do what are you talking about? We, we never go off I don't point never, <laughs> ever everything is point. a point on this show keep it up we await more of the same. Oh, who's we? Maybe they just meant the collective we, as we <laughs> as in all of the listeners. <laughs> Maybe just themselves, they're royal. It's the queen, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we listen to this every morning with our tea. <laughs> I do I, I, I do want to say that the the offer to toast with a flagon of Dornish red or arbor gold, that really hits us home. So thank you very much for the review. It's very sweet of you to offer your delicious wines. Yes. It is. So long, farewell, I'll be <laughs> saying goodbye. goodbye. <laughs>
<laughs> Imagine if they did a musical episode of Game of Thrones. Captain Creepy Face, like singing, and then like a whole bunch of chorus comes out, and they're harmonizing, and they're the same guy. Yeah, Melisandre and the Shadow Badges. <laughs> they can Melisandre do the, the shuffle Game of Thrones. All right, that, that's how we know we're at the end of the episode. <laughs> the Shadow Badges. So maybe one of these uh, blood flies that was flying over Drogo will one day land on a tree and get encased in amber, and 65 million years later, they will make Drogo Park. <laughs> we'll see you okay. Friday, everybody. Yeah, Bye. Uh, c- catch you later, guys. <laughs>